Hey, my name is Dr. TK, and on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the CEO of your business and life. I am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist, working for a government agency, and being a professor for over 18 years into building a multi-six-figure mental health business and seven-figure digital product business and doing what I love. Now, I believe that you can make a wildly abundant living and become unapologetic while also dreaming big, enjoying life, and making a huge impact in your community. This is the Therapists Deserve Abundance Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome to our mid-year goals check-in. My name is Dr. TK. This episode will be uploaded to the podcast as well. Um, And so I want to go ahead and get started. I know that it is either wrapping up people's day if you're on the West Coast and or you're about to wrap up your day. So the way that we're going to do this workshop today is I'm first going to introduce to you like the purpose of the workshop. Anytime I call it a workshop, you definitely want to have your pen and paper ready so that you can take some notes and you might as well go ahead and reflect on your May 2023 goals and then also set some intentions for June and or review the ones that you have already created for yourself. And so the whole purpose of this workshop is to reflect on your previous month's goal and set intentions for June, 2023, okay? And so I believe in what's called the rinse and repeat method in terms of you can apply what we're talking about today and you can do it for every single month. So even though I've said it's for June, I may pop up and do it again for July, but just in case, we're just going to make this more of a evergreen topic. That way you can use it forever. All right. So let's first go over seven steps. And so I'm just going to pretty much jot them out and then we're going to slow it down. We're going to talk about how do you reflect on your May 2023 goal. Um, We're going to talk about evaluating your goals of how to proceed and go forward. We're going to talk about lessons learned because you should always be learning lessons. And this is not just for business. This is also for personal life. Um, We also are going to talk about you showing up and being very intentional about how you're going to maneuver through this next month. And yes, we're going to slow it down to talk about it as June, not as the whole year, because sometimes we get so boggled up in like, oh, what do I want to do by the end of this year? And you forget that you have to take smaller steps just for June, like the next 30 days. So we're going to talk about being intentional. We're going to talk about smart goals, of course, which if you're a therapist, you should definitely know what that means. Um, We're going to talk about how to take action, get out there and get the work done. And then of course, how to be accountable and to get some accountability. All right. So let's go ahead and get started. When we look at reflecting on your past goal, okay, Let's just go through a list of things that I would like you to do. You can always watch this as a replay and slow it down, but try to do as much as you can as we are talking through this topic today. So first things first, you want to recap what was your goal in May. And what I'll do at the end of each section is I'll do like a a verbal brief CE report to like share with you what we did in our company, whether it be the coaching and or the mental health side. So what were your goals for the month of May? And that should include personal. So if you can go over to the chat box and put in one thing that you were focused on, even if you didn't finish, what is one thing that you were focused on in different parts of your life for the month of May? It could have been health. It could have been water intake. It could have been skincare. It could have been, I need to spend more time with my kids and like not work You know, while I'm spending time with my kids. It could be, I need to launch a product. It can be, I need to start doing email marketing. 
whatever. Okay. So identify at minimum one thing that you set in place in May. Now, if you're wondering, oh crap, like what if you don't have a goal for May, then that may be where we need to start. Okay. Also under reflecting under your past goals, you want to think about any progress that you have made for every single goal that you have created for yourself. Okay. So like on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate your progress, right? Give yourself a grade. And then with that, you also want to celebrate your success. And so if you're in a place where you can say this with me, I want you to tell yourself, it's time that I start celebrating my success. I will celebrate my success. I am, because we're getting deeper and deeper, I am celebrating my success. And we're going to talk about what that looks like. So let's go over to the chat box and see some of these goals. We have consistently walking and taking supplements. Yeah. Okay. Took a week off. Hello. So that's past tense, meaning we did it. <laughs> okay. So that that's great. Okay. So let's keep going with reflection. Um, we did a recap. We did discussing um, the progress. The next thing is you want to identify sharing the challenges that you faced when you were going through last month. Okay. Because you want to be able to pinpoint the lessons learned through those challenges. There is a difference between temporary defeat. We talked about that in the last boot camp and failure. Failure is what's known as man-made, meaning you're the only one that defines something as failure. Somebody may call you a failure, but you have to believe it to then act it out. However, there is something called temporary defeat. So temporary defeat is I ran into a challenge. It's not working the way I wanted to work. It's, it's not launching the way I needed to launch. I'm not getting the clients that I wanted to get or the numbers or you know anything. I'm not hitting my weight loss goals, weight gain goals. But is that temporary defeat, meaning you just need to pause, sit still, and reflect and see how do I maneuver through this goal, which we'll get into in a moment? Or do you just straight up quit? Because the only way to quit is to believe that you're a failure and not try again, right? So let me pull up some of these other ones. We have complete reading the uh, master exam book for social worker licenses. Amen. Like get licensed. <laughs> okay. Another one is consistency in building business revenue. Cash flow. Hello. That's one. Cash flow. Ain't got no cash. We ain't got no business. All right. <laughs> All right. So in terms of um, disclosure of what's happening behind the scenes of our company. So I have two different entity types or entity structures. I have Dr. TK, which is a psychological corporation. That's where if I do anything related to private practice, um, community mental health, anything that's related to me showing up and using my license as a mental health provider or psychologist, I'm going to, for example, deposit and use EIN tax ID numbers that are associated with that lane. And I'm saying this because some people have different entity structures and it ain't structured, right? So just make sure that you are following your cash flow and knowing like where you're supposed to be depositing money. Then the other side is we have the coaching business. That's where we serve mental health therapists um, from different levels and various um, online programs and live events. So in terms of reflecting on May, just quickly, what we were able to do is we launched the Dope Therapist Academy, which is our signature private practice program. We revamped in a, 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 what's called a rinse and repeat um, standard operating procedure, which has a lot of steps for launching that uh, program. Even though I've launched it over at this point 18 times, it's still forever enhancing, right? I also got into the community. I'm connected with a nonprofit that serves the reentry. So I did a good amount of workshops last month. 
And then thirdly is my whole goal is to be aligned with my energy and the products that I serve. If I feel anxiety, that means I'm out of alignment. That's how like my conversations are happening behind closed doors. If I'm feeling any type of anxiety, I'm doing too much. Put a one in the comment box that that may be something you need to adopt. If you feel in a level of anxiety and it's not a anxiety like, oh my God, I'm excited, but anxiety around, you feel like you are low-key claustrophobic, like in your goals, like it's pushing you into a box. That means you're doing too much. And sometimes because we're known as what's called multitaskers, or we call ourselves multitaskers, or you have been promoted even because of your multitasking skills at jobs and stuff like that, you can then take that in and then continue to do too much in other parts of your life. And that actually is going to burn you out, right? So let's go into number two. So number two is focused on evaluation, analyzing the previous month. So now we're like slowing it down. So when you evaluate your results, you're going to look at the actual outcome. So if your goal was a revenue goal, what was the revenue goal? And then what did you actually make? I'm just looking to the right with all these comments. Um, If your goal was someone put, I passed my clinical exam for independent license. Let's go. Right. So if the goal was to either sit down for the exam or study the exam, then whatever the goal was, what happened? Let's just say you're prepping for something. Well, how more prepared do you feel now? Or do you feel like you felt last month? Because that means either you're making the wrong moves, um, you need guidance, you need mentorship, you need coaching, or you're doing the wrong thing, right? So um, highlight the areas where significant progress was made. That's what we talk about in terms of uh, patting yourself on the back and saying like, great job, you know, holding down, taking off a week, right? Um, Amber put paid off my vacation um, for July. Hello, like take a whole month off or take a week or two off and you're still paying yourself. That is like some CEO-ness stuff. That's like me and one of my friends, uh, like communication, my language. I'm just be making up words. I'm like, this is some CEO-ness, you know, with some other words in between, <laughs> like stuff. Okay. But that's boss. And so highlight the areas where significant progress was made. Also discuss, or like I'm saying, if you have an accountability group or someone or a coach or a program, discuss any goals that may not have been fully achieved and explore reasons why. Now, ooh, this is where business owners fall down. This is when you start acting like a side hustler. You act like you don't know how to look at what happened. Where else could I have like changed what was going to happen or were things out of my control? Meaning, did you launch something prematurely and you ain't got no list? Meaning you don't even have people to offer your product or service to. You don't even know your messaging. You just know that it's a good product and you just put it out there. You say you didn't get no sales and you expect that your 1% of Instagram followers are going to see it based off the algorithm, right? And so look at what could be improved. Emphasize the importance of celebrating progress. So let me just say this. Let's just use a weight loss goal. Let's just say if your weight loss goal was eight pounds, two pounds a week, right? And by the end of the month, you lost six. Let me ask you, would you go straight into the mindset of, oh, man, I didn't succeed in my goal? Or would you say, I didn't hit my goal, but I was damn close and I got six out of eight. Your girl held it down. Now we just need to reverse engineer it. Going back to the previous statement, where are some things that I probably was cutting corners up? I was eating them chips at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> you know, like, what were you doing? You know what you was doing or what you weren't doing, but only you know that, right? So, in terms of what we looked at in our company, is Having the third launch of the year actually helped us compare enrollment data. 
So we don't just look at, oh, how much revenue was collected, how much revenue is going to be collected through payment plans. We don't just look at how many people signed up. We look at hardcore data, like all the numbers that people want to ignore. How did our Facebook ads perform? Because um, that can tell us how much money we should spend the next Facebook ad. How many people signed up to get the bonus? Because that tells us how people are eager to get the bonus in like a certain amount of time. So we looked at all of our numbers to then help us for the next launch, even if we did hit certain goals within the launch. Um, we also selected what we felt was the best outcomes, for example, from a digital product launch. And listen to this. When we saw what was working, then we doubled down, for example, for June. So we've already started because we do a debriefing after each launch. And so our close enrollment period was May 30th, I believe, on Sunday. We already started looking at the data like hell Friday, right? And then we were looking at the data again on all this week. And then we we had two team meetings to look at where can we revamp stuff. Um, we also revamped our SOPs. SOPs, if you're not familiar with me, is uh, standard operating procedures. Um, and that's really what I focus on in our programs while trying to make it as fun as possible. And one other thing that we did and took in consideration of people's questions in our program is that we created what's called a course map. So right now we're beautifying it, but we are creating a map for first the Dope Therapist Academy so that when students are wanting to find these Google Sheets that they can share for these templates or checklists, they know where it's where it can be found. OK. Um, all right. Let's go to the next one. Um, on a scale of one to 10, how helpful was that to go over the importance of reflecting on your past goals and evaluating your results? And again, just really pull out your biggest aha. I would say one of the big ahas is like give yourself a pat on the back. Like a lot of y'all not even celebrating your success until it's all over. And uh, I don't know about you, but you will probably burn out before it's over because you don't you don't see anything like super big and positive coming from it like immediately. OK, so number three is lessons learned, lessons learned. So as you can see, we're digging deeper and deeper. So what you want to do is look at one. What were my lessons learned or aha moments from May of 2023? Then you want to look at how can I write this down, adjust or enhance them or do I need to change it? So let me just be clear. The reason I wanted you to write it down is anytime you are doing something, whether it's in your personal life, your nutrition, money, business, whatever. If you're trying to make changes, we should know this if you study any type of behavioral psychology and psychology one, Pavlov and Skinner and all those behaviorists. Anytime you change a behavior, what do we tell parents with kids? It's going to get worse before it gets better because it's difficult, business owners. So what does that mean? I would suggest that you tweak or enhance one to two things at a time. And I say one to two because it depends on how big those one to two things are. I would not or I would caution you to like change a lot because think about it this way. If you do get a different outcome for the good or not the you know the greatest you actually won't know what actually contributed to the change put a one in the comment box if that makes sense and this is why some people are not hitting their goals simply because when something doesn't work you scrap the whole thing as though you did not build this whole system mindset workout routine nutrition meal routine whatever your goals are and then you try to start from scratch with a brand new workout well why don't you 
revamp your workout and maybe be selective with which muscles you work per day versus just randomly choosing workout today. Instead of you trying to randomly choose food to eat, why don't you meal prep? There are tweaks and enhancements that could occur. Okay. So um, also what lessons learned is encourage um, like yourself, I'm going to say on a daily basis to reflect on, is there anything that happened today that I can take some time and think through so that I will not repeat it for the following month. So don't wait until the end of the month to change something is what I'm saying. Okay. Let me do the CEO report. So some of this, it may be calling a name. Lessons learned. When I've done community mental health, it is time for us to sit down, have a meeting and for me to update my contracts with collaborators to talk about expectations. When am I going to be called for trainings? When am I going to be paid? Because if you start us in a pattern of some lag and there's been, um, you know, a little bit of communication, but it's not getting better, then that means that you need to change something in your system. Okay. I also realize that less is more, meaning I don't have to, on one of these workshops, give you a whole map for reflection and looking at your June goals, but also let's look at the whole 2023 and then let's look at the whole 2024. Less is more. And then I also realize that doing things like Loom videos and, and using Slack clearly for team communication helps me check in with my team for efficiency, right? So that kind of covered both of my businesses. Now let's talk about setting intentions for June, 2023. Everything of what we talked about thus far has been a reflection. So in terms of setting your goals up for June, 2023, just tell me one, what is one goal that you want to work on in um, June? Okay. What is one goal you want to work on in June? And then we're going to go through how you set intentions for that one goal and um, you really need to evaluate if you have a lot of goals, is it realistic for you to hit all of those goals in one month? Because you can't clone yourself. You can't clone yourself. Now, you can do a lot of stuff if you have a team, but you still need to allow room to train the team to do what you need them to do. So what you want to do is look at how am I going to show up and maneuver through every single day as being intentional about how I'm going to get stuff done. So let's just say if I want um, to improve my YouTube channel, right? So actually, I'm, I'm actually doing it right now. So if my if one of my goals is to increase engagement on YouTube, okay, it's cool to get subscribers. I can say subscribe to my channel right now. If you're not subscribed, that can be one way that I show up and be intentional. Another way I can show up and be intentional, which I actually did it today, which is I'm going to tap into every community that I got my hands in or that I created. And I'm going to say, hey. Like we have a YouTube live today. This ain't no coaching call, but this is like my part of my give back to make sure that my people are on point, especially in our coaching programs, but also the general public. You ain't got to be no therapist to watch my YouTube channel. So if you want to work on your goals, come over here. So in terms of moving with intention, I woke up this morning, this wasn't planned. <laughs> and I said, I really want to do a goal setting workshop. It is the middle of the year. How are you know, especially my students doing in our program. Okay. So what you want to do is discuss the benefits of um, whatever goal you're creating, right? So if your goal, like Dr. Candace says, I want to increase, we put hers on the screen. She said, I want to increase my income. So if the goal is to increase her income, then first I would say, okay, and I'm kind of jumping ahead. We got to use a smart goal. What is a specific amount of increase that she wants to have? But then also, who is the person that she needs to become for the month of June to attract that money? 
that maybe she wasn't doing in May. It doesn't mean we have to become a completely different person, but what you're doing is the whole philosophy of the compounding effect. How can I be 1% better every single day? Because if you add up the 1% compounded and compounded on top of each other, by the end of the month, you would have accomplished a lot more than you think you would have, right? Does that make sense? So what are some small incremental stages and changes that you can make and how you show up for the upcoming month and be very clear with your intention. Don't just say, I want more money. Because if I ask you how much money you made last month and you tell me 7,000, I'm like, cool. So this month you're gonna make $7,001. And you're like, no, <laughs> I wanna make 9,000. Well, that's not what you said. You said you wanted to make more money. So for those of you who want a um, increase in your money, I'm gonna actually share with you what me and my team do or like what I do when I share with them. So let's just say if we're at a certain amount of revenue per month in the coaching business, right? Instead of me saying, oh man, we're this short from like reaching the goal of where we want to be in December, I'm going to say how much increase from where we are to where we want to be each month, how, how much is missing? Like, what is the gap? Because what I've realized, it's a mindset trick. I've realized that when I've seen that it's only a $3,000 difference, versus I got to make this amount this month. It just feel different. It feel different. So let's just say if your monthly revenue is $5,000, whether it's a job, part-time, full-time, private practice, I don't know. So let's just say if it's 5,000, but your goal is to get up to 7,500, which one sounds better? I need to attract an additional $2,500 into my business every month, or I need to make $7,500. Well, I would say that the first one probably won't trigger as much anxiety because it will also probably give you more room to be intentional about brainstorming. If you're only focusing on the 7,500, that's that's cool on your vision board. You have to say it and set the intention for it. But then I need you to reverse engineer it though. Okay, I need you to reverse engineer it. So be clear and set the intention and be okay with declaring what the intention is. Okay, um, also when you look at intention, you want to look at like, when do you want to meet certain goals by? Certain goals may not take the whole month. Okay. So for example, what this is looking like right now for us as of June 1st is that we checked in today and talked about what is the progress of cleaning up the standard operating procedures in certain systems in our business, right? I'm still on how can I show up every day and be aligned with my energy and the products that I offer. I'm not going to offer anything that I, I don't like. OK, and then also, how are we moving forward with how we want to launch a DTA for the month of June? Well, we're still going to do a three day boot camp. I'm not going to change the content like that. Ain't no surprise. But at the end of the day, I want my goal is to attract new people as well as existing people who just want to stay connected. My goal is to impact more and more therapists every time. So I'm focused on like impressions and reach impact. OK, so. The next one after intention setting is um, this one is a little bit easier is the smart goal method. So just to kind of I'm not going to I'm going to say breeze through it because we should know what the smart goal method is. Some of us S is for specific M is for measurable A is for attainable R is for realistic. I know there are different words for the A and the R and then T is time down or time. So I'm going to take Candace saying that she wanted to increase revenue. OK, so if we want to increase revenue, let's just say an additional two thousand dollars, the S would be Candace has already declared she wants a total of seventy five hundred dollars by the end of June. And that means that she has to keep her current revenue consistent. 
And she also wants to attract an additional 2,500. That's specific. Now, I've already combined it with the measurable because the measurable would be, well, where does she start? So some of you, when you set goals, you're just kind of going with the flow. You kind of forgetting about this acronym and you're just focused on what do I need to be in December? What do I need to be in December? And you're forgetting to set small incremental measurable goals every single month. Okay. Um, attainable is getting $2,500, you know, a business or however she makes money or through a part-time job or whatnot. Is that attainable? And I put attainable and realistic together because I look at it as, do you have the energy and time and brain space to bring in that money? Cause that means either you're going to have to sell something more often, increase your frequency Show up more, talk to your ideal clients more, get in front of more new people. Do you have the energy to do that? And this is where I start getting pushback in our community. Like, well, no, I ain't got, I ain't, I ain't got time. But then you want to sit here and create all of these streams of income. If you don't have time to build out and see it through and try it over and over and over again to test it out, then that means I would recommend as a business coach, don't do it. Like, don't do it because it, it doesn't make sense. Now, granted, to me, that is very different than energy alignment. I believe that you can start something. And then once you started it, you realize you ain't cut from that cloth. So if that's the case, it reminds me of people going to school to be a therapist. They realize after studying some of those um, classes, like the first year, they were like, yeah, I don't think I'm made to be a therapist. And they went, they just dropped out. Cool. I'd rather you drop out than go through the whole dissertation process in our doctoral program. And then you realize you don't want to be a therapist. First of all, you're about to do harm. Don't see no clients, but you already saw some in practicum. You know, so I'd rather you withdraw and, and bow out gracefully, but make sure that you're doing it from a space of um, you're not aligned with the product or the service and even explore that versus just I'm quitting. I'm out because it's too hard. That is very different than my heart is not in it as much as I thought. Okay. Action plan, speed things up, right? What are you doing to take action? How are you showing up? And so you want to create an action plan. You want to put it in writing. You don't have to be nothing on Canva. It don't have to be nothing on an Excel sheet unless that's your thing. You can type it on a sheet of paper. You can print it and put it on a wall. You can make it your, your what is it? Your background on your phone. But at the end of the day, Whatever you declare that you want, you need to write it down because when you write down a plan, it has to have steps, right? So think about it when we like our children and back then we were being taught how to do like long-term division. We didn't have AI to help us, right? So the teacher would say, before you learn division, you have to know multiplication. Before you know multiplication, you at least got to know addition and subtraction. There were steps to get to geometry, trigonometry, my favorite pre-calculus and calculus, right? That was my that was my favorite classes, right? But at the end of the day, there are always steps. So make sure that you're taking the time out to figure out based on these goals that I have for June, which goals um, am I going to make a plan for? Because what you will realize if you have to make a plan for every single goal to then take action, you will realize you're doing too much. So this is a rule of thumb that I would practice. Um, take two to three areas in your life, like out of your life wheel, meaning a business goal and nutrition goal, a business goal or a career goal and a relationship goal. I would even say two because business goals can be loaded. Does that make sense? So some of you all are like looking at the life wheel, which has like eight to nine different compartments of like what your life is made out of. And you sit there and make a goal for every single 
section and then wonder why you didn't finish your goals. You're doing too much. Put a one in the comment box. If you can say it with me, I did too much. I'm doing too much. Some of y'all are still in, in present tense. I'm, I'm doing too much. Okay. So when it comes down to action plan, um, you want to break down your goals into smaller actionable steps. And so one of the things that I've done with my team and our students have heard about it, um, it's not a secret. When we create SOPs, we say record the video. It doesn't matter if you don't want to be on camera, record the steps. So what me and my team do is I invest in Loom. It's like less than $100 a year. And um, it will tell you like how much time you saved simply by recording a video and sending it to your whole team. This saves us time. I don't have time nor do I desire to be in a team meeting every single day for hours and hours. I left the government facility for a reason, right? You don't need to call me into a meeting to tell me something you could have put in an email. Like that's dumb, right? So for my team, we have standard meetings. We have uh, event preparation meetings, like things that make sense, but we just not gonna meet on GP, right? So you have to have a plan for what you're gonna do for those goals. Um, now, one thing I do wanna break down in terms of, um, Action is the, the difference between the marathon and the sprint. So let's just say if you created two goals for the month, what I would recommend you do is like clearly these are building out to the marathon goal. The marathon goal is what is the long term goal attached to the goal for June. So if the goal for June is to to schedule a vacation for June or July, because you can do it even for July. Well, if you want to take your vacation in July, what needs to be in place in June so that you can take a vacation in July. Why are you waiting until July 1st to create the goal of taking a vacation? Does that make sense? Like, like that don't make sense. <laughs> like to wait to, to wait until July. You should be making the plan. You should have been made the plan because depending on the size of your business, um, how many client referrals you're getting and all those things, like you need systems to be able to take, you know, care of that. Now, in terms of sprintable goals, I don't even know if that's a word. This is how you want to look at it. Out of the 12 month calendar here, that's the marathon. Every single quarter is going to be broken up into what I call projects. Think about it as a box. So the umbrella is like 2023. Un think about it like an org chart. The, the, the top box is this is 2023. This is my year. Then you branch off and say quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, and quarter four. What is your goal in quarter one? Now, these can change over the year as you start to get more insight into your business. So, for example, when we started this year, when we were talking about it last year, there were certain things that overlapped too much last year. And I realized that I was more tired than what I should be. At the end of the year, people tired. <laughs> but I was like more tired than what I should be. I also realized even on a personal level, I spent way too many vacations, like in a short period of time. I had it all. But I was like, oh, my God, like Paris to the Disney cruise to Hawaii. They were fun but your girl was tired, tired, right? So I said, how do I want to maneuver for the following year? So I said, okay, when it comes down to live events, I'm only going to have a live event a quarter because last year, we, the last two years have been like bananas, right? We were having an ECM event here, then a VIP experience here. It was like crazy. <laughs> and so I said one event a quarter and majority of those events need to be for in-house, meaning for our mastermind students, whatever we do with them. I, did, I already made the decision at the end of the year that we're going to do a conference like one more go round and we don't know what's happening after that, right? So I went into the year also saying we were only going to launch VTA twice. Now, what happened is once I started the year on like January 8th or so, 
I realized because I had wiped a lot of stuff off my plate, I had hella free time. Not just free time that I want, but I had extra free time. And I'm like, I need to be more fulfilled. Like to each his own, some people just don't want to do nothing. You want to work one hour a day, that's cool. That's not how I'm built. I got a hustler's mentality. It don't mean I need to be hustling all the time though. And I've recognized that. I've recognized that I show up like my grandmother. She don't sit down, right? But it also means that I have the right to change my mind based on the sprint that I set up. So yes, when I came in in January, I just was hot off the press from all those vacations. I'm like, we doing this and we ain't doing it again to the following year. And then once the launch was over, <laughs> my team pulled up my schedule and I said, where are all my appointments? And they're like, you ain't got none. I said, for four damn weeks, like, <laughs> I ain't got nothing <laughs> outside of DTA and ECM calls, which was like an hour and a half here, an hour and a half there. I said, so you mean to tell me that for the month of January outside of this open enrollment period, I only got like three meetings? I don't feel fulfilled. <laughs> like, I can't just wipe everything off my plate like that. I said, what the hell was I thinking? So that explains to the public, you know, a little transparent, sometimes overly transparent, but I've been sharing this. This is why we're taking the open enrollment periods cohort by cohort. We're not doing any big announcements. No, I don't know when the next one is going to be after June. I'm just letting you know when the next one is going to be. Because I've realized that I need to make sure that I'm showing up that's in alignment with my energy and I can be okay with changing my mind based on the sprint that we have set up. And this is why. If you don't show up as the best version of you, the sprint ain't gonna matter anyway. Put a two in the comment box if you received that message. Like I can, I can want to do all these things if I want, but it doesn't matter if your girl is tired. Okay, so I realized that part of my fulfillment is doing stuff like this. Like, I really like to do lives. I'm looking over here. Instagram is, is live. They can see the screen. Right. But I love connection. That's why I started the, um, if you're on Instagram, go join my little abundance corner at the top in the link in the bio. I was like, oh, this cool. I can share some quotes. You know what I'm saying? Like now people ain't got to worry about. Let me text her. Like, nah, just hop on Instagram. You scroll it anyway. Just check the feed and, and let me motivate you every day. Right, but I'm doing things that I love. So some of y'all may have heard me talk about it last year. Like if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. Like I, I don't do the middle. The only person I do the middle with is my my son because he's five. And sometimes I'll be like, no. Then I'll be like, all right, you know, <laughs> I go back and forth. But but he it okay. So the last one is accountability and support. This is super important. Now I know that we have this embedded into our community where. With our DTA students, we don't put them in accountability groups. We highly recommend that they connect either with certain people in their cohort at different levels. Like somebody who's new, we encourage you, like, because we've seen it throughout the last few years, like, don't close yourself off and say, I only want to be with people who are ahead of me. Because basically you feel like if you're with people that are on your same level in terms of private practice growth or development, that you can't learn anything. Let me just clear all this up. You actually can learn a lot from your peers. If you don't only focus on business, like private practice, this is why it is dope for you to like actually hang out with other type of business owners, because there may be something related to financials and cash flow that in a therapy practice we talk about, but I ain't no financial fiduciary, but you may be like in another group or connected where they, they got high qualified accountants. You know what I'm saying? Like you never know what you're going to learn from someone else. So don't judge a book by its cover and say, well, they just started their practice and I just started mine. So I can't learn from them. I want to connect with the alumni. Don't do that. 
don't do that. <laughs> right? Like it should be a mixture because you're not just bringing in your professional development. You're also bringing in yourself as a human being. Okay. With our mastermind, we do the same thing, but it's a little bit less loose, you know, more loose. And we just tell them, Hey, half of y'all in group practice or all of y'all in group practice, but a subset of y'all do digital products, a subset of y'all want to do speaking trainings and things like that. So what I would recommend is to check in with each other and know what you're working on per quarter. So that when we have our monthly masterminds online, that you can make sure that you connect with those people, because that's the same conversation that you need to be having with other like-minded people. So those are the benefits to accountability, you know, and support, right? So Tabora said, hey, DTA student, <laughs> uh, consistency in building business revenue. Um, let me just highlight her again, passed her clinical exam for her independent license, Shaquila. Hope I got that right. Right. Adrian, I was focused on my first trip to Africa and getting licensed in May. Hello. I did both. Boom. boom. I was talking. I was talking to dance on here. <laughs> but YouTube shut me down for copyright music. All right. <laughs> but she said, now I'm ready for DTA the next round. Listen, and if we've been talking in a DM, y'all need to like get back to me. because Every round that we <laughs> open for DTA, I will get one or two students that say, I don't know if I should join. I'm taking the exam. And I said, it depends on where you are, but you know yourself best but I'm just going to let you know it's already done. And I don't even know who I'll be talking to because sometimes the names don't be matching <laughs> from like YouTube and Instagram. So yeah, let me know if y'all are here getting licensed and you know changing whole lives and stuff. All right, we got increase in revenue. We talked about that already. Panel credentialing. If you are in DTA, remember there is a bonus call on insurance benefits, pros and cons. And really I tied it into this recession. Like if you are already on insurance panels, let me just go ahead and like give you a little coaching nugget. If you're already on insurance panels, please do not get off all of them. Keep one in your back pocket. It does not mean that you have to take clients. You can tell them I'm on a break. I don't want to take clients for six months or whatever the length of time they allow you to take a break and see how you do without the break. Because the last thing you want to do is go cold turkey. I can do all cash pay. I'm in DTA. <laughs> and then you don't know how to market because you ain't taking DTA seriously. You just taking insurance referrals. You just build not your SOPs, but you forgot that there's a whole nother section called reach in your DTA program related to how do you build out an attractive client funnel? Who is your avatar? What is your framework? If you don't know what I'm talking about and you're not in DTA, then that means you need to get in DTA. If you're in DTA and you don't know what I'm talking about, either you just joined, which is fine. I'll see you on Monday. We have two calls, one in the morning for the existing students. You're welcome to come. But please note that the orientation and the big welcome will actually happen at four o'clock. Okay, where we'll focus on like your blueprint, setting intentions for your business and all those things. So, um, yeah, somebody said congratulations on passing. Hello. All right. So, Boris, I need to take a, a pay out of your book and do my vision board creation, my schedule. Yes. Like do the, the, the dream schedule um, and create a checklist today for the month as I you know visualize like what your action plan is. Exactly. So um, think about it this way as we close up. Get a picture in your mind of what you want. Get a picture. Once you have a picture, visualize yourself on the vision board. And then um, it's easier said than done. But one of the things that you want to do is consider, like based on that person who I want to be, by even the end of June, how does he or she need to show up every single day to get closer, like one inch closer to that person on that vision board? I'm not telling you to not strive to become that person on the vision board tomorrow, 
But if you just started and you see that that person is like 50 steps ahead of you, you actually are setting yourself up for temporary defeat. I don't want to say failure, but you're setting yourself up for temporary defeat simply because you're striving for 100 when you haven't even worked on. Think about it as um, grades. This is probably an easier analogy. We know that as students, it is cool to start at an A in a class. Like most teachers will say you start at an A every single day, right? And then what happens is if you don't do your work, then you will drop down to a B, C, D, and F, right? What we also know is that it becomes more difficult when we try to go from an F to an A, okay? What I'm saying is you want to make sure that you understand how many steps you have to go from where you are now to where you want to be and like give yourself some grace to enjoy the process. Me and my good friend had a boxer session yesterday and what we talked about was the state of being. Instead of only focusing on reaching the goal, how about us be in the moment of being? Put a one in the comment box if y'all down for that. I'm not saying you ain't supposed to go out there and work for your goals. But when you are working, enjoy who you are showing up as. Enjoy and be grateful for the things that you do have access to. A lot of the things, if I were to just call out certain things that all of us should be grateful for, I can literally look on my screen and say, I'm grateful for Wi-Fi. I'm grateful for a better camera, be on the camera on my laptop. I'm grateful for beautiful aesthetics where I can beautify my stream yard. I'm grateful for stream yard. I'm grateful for having two monitors. I'm grateful for being able to stream live on YouTube, Facebook, and on Instagram. I'm grateful for having cell phone service. I'm grateful for being able to connect with just people all over the country through the benefits of Wi-Fi. I'm grateful for now being able to take this information that I'm presenting on YouTube and on Instagram live. And now I'm able to repurpose it and go put it on my podcast and reach more people. We are overlooking so much gratitude every single day. And it's ridiculous. We are in the technology world. There is no reason why somebody is failing in their business unless you desire to fail. Period. It is called temporary defeat. If it didn't turn out the way you didn't want it to turn out, would it get after them results? This is TK like coming out. You can hear, I can hear the tone of my voice, right? But you got to get after those results. If I send out a text or an email and I say W-E-R-K, work, that means you need to get to it. Not, oh, I need to get to work. No, you need to get your ass out there and work. W-E-R-K, exclamation mark, all right? So for those of you who are in DTA, I want to say congratulations. Right. Um, We have. So let me just do that announcement for our DTA community. um, I'm going to do a roll call. So for DTA, we have two calls on this Monday. We started implementing what's called a blueprint specific call, because that is the one area that I feel like is the biggest chunk of our whole program that sets the tone for the whole course, um, like the portal. So we go in the order of B.R.A.N.D. outside of us having like guest speakers. Okay, so next week we're focused on automation at nine o'clock. And then at four o'clock, we're doing blueprint four o'clock. Now, please know alumni can come to both new students, highly encouraged for you to definitely come to the evening one, because that's where you can also meet other new students who are like starting with you. Okay. Um, But if you just join, even in April, still feel free to come. If you join in 2019, (laughs) feel free to come because some of you need to revamp your blueprint. So that's DTA. Um, In terms of ECM, 
most of y'all know we have we give our students um, like more access in the mastermind. It's like a longer commitment as well. And they're focused on expansion. So they this month have what's called VIP sessions. So we meet one on one for the whole month of June, like one time, though. And then we dive deeper into their business and then we reconvene in July. Um, on this Thursday or next Thursday, we meet with DTA Platinum. So those are the students who want to take their private practice to the next level and move it more to one to many. So right now that program is currently closed. We open enrollment twice to our alumni and to new students. Right now it's closed. We don't know um, when it will open back up, but if that is one of your goals, you do need to go through DTA first. Okay. We also have our club call. So for those of you who are part of DTA or you signed up to be part of the club, we have our club call on June 10th. And then for those of you who are interested in DTA, the boot camp um, will start on June 13th through the 15th. And then open enrollment for DTA will start like the whole following week where we're giving you more time to get in. All right. So that's all I got in terms of announcements. Um, I really appreciate your time. Make sure that you practice what we talked about today. Revisit this video if you need to. It'll drop on the podcast probably in the next week or so, week or two, because we do like batch record our content so it can go out later. Um, but if you have any questions, feel free to DM me on Instagram related to goal setting. If you're not part of this YouTube community, make sure that you subscribe to the channel. Invite other therapists to subscribe. We have a lot of videos in here that can like, I'm going to say 25% grow your business, if not 50, <laughs> you know, depending on how quickly you learn and how you can plug in the holes. And if you're interested in growing a profitable private practice, then you definitely want to come to the boot camp. If you've been to the boot camp and you're just waiting for open enrollment, then wait for us to post that link or email out that link. <laughs> all right. So I will talk to you all soon. Happy June. Happy summer. Happy graduation to some. Happy back vacation to some. And I will either see y'all in the programs, in the abundance quarter on Instagram, or, you know, just around in a DM. All right. Have a great day. Bye. Listen, I am over here dancing. You just finished another epic episode of the Therapist Deserve Abundance podcast. Now, I know that flew by way too fast. So if you want more, please head over to our resource page at drtk.com forward slash links for additional abundant resources. Until the next episode, live intentionally abundant.